And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Time to talk finance with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Luke, good afternoon. Good afternoon. There's a lot going on, isn't there? We've seen restrictions eased this mm. week. We're headed out to the nightclubs tonight so that we? we can oh, so that we can participate in the moves like Jagger, as the Chief Minister said we should he said there'll be moves like Jagger oh, right. on dance floors across Canberra. Private bins back open, <laughs> <Yeah>. isn't it? <laughs> I wonder what the Chief Minister's like on a dance floor. That would be awkward, wouldn't it? Well, I might have two left feet, who knows? Indeed. Speaking of nightclubs, uh, you know, you and I probably don't hang out at the nightclubs anymore, but the younger people do and mm. the younger people they're the topic of our discussion today yeah, that's right exactly one of the you know we last week we had most common questions um and sort of to follow on that as a bit of a segue one of the things i always get is what should my kids be doing so today we're going to talk about some things to consider um the kids may or may not be listening to the channel but let's say mum and dad are and i guess that's their concern because mothers and fathers get advice because i find as you get older in 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 with a percentage of, of, of people, you become more interested in what's happening because retirement's obviously getting closer and yeah. you're paying a little bit more attention. Um, but that that question comes up a lot. What should I be doing for my kids? So today we're just going to touch on a few things to, I guess, have the discussion with them, some tools to consider. And also, I think for a lot of that younger generation, managing the expectations um, is, is important because you've got a generation that are older, that grew up in a different time where you saved, you worried about a rainy day, you didn't borrow, you didn't hire purchase, you know, the, the, the modern day afterpay, you, you live within your means. The younger generation now live way outside their means, have no care or responsibility in relation to financial decisions. Sounds like the way I was when I was the younger generation. And Instagram and, and Facebook drive the decision-making process to keep your thousand friends happy that you've never seen. So, yeah. you know, I think mums and dads can add a lot of value to the kids going forward. Lesson number one, there's only one certain way to lose excess weight. You must eat less than you burn. And there's only one sure road to riches great. You must mm. spend less than you earn yeah look spot on and i think you know that's that's one of the things that you know mums and dads can give kids basic information and whilst it may not be appreciated i find that if mum clients of mine mum and dad send in the kids and say look can you have a set chat to my son or my daughter no problems i can say exactly what they've said for the last 10 years but because i've said it it must be true Mm-hmm. If mum and dad say it, oh, mum, what would you know? Exactly. You're a school teacher. You're a this, you're a that. Dad, you do this, you do that. What would you know? Mum and dad know a lot more than mum, the kids realise. And, and I think passing down the best thing that, that, that mums and dads can do is pass down, one, that work ethic, um, and two, those, those core principles that were instilled in mum and dad of be sensible, save, yeah. don't waste, you know, measure your spending, still have a good time, but just don't go wildly overboard, which this younger generation tend to do. Now, the basic principle, spend less than you earn, is the Mm. foundation block. That's where you start. That's where everything comes from. But if you consistently stick to that, spend less than you earn, what that Mm. means is you've got a little bit left over. Mm. That's your savings. That's right. And and I guess one of the points I had here when I was sitting down thinking about the big ticket items is time is your friend. You know, I think kids, through no fault of their own, have been told – through their education, that they are amazing. They've been given a ribbon. And for all the school teachers out there that want to pull the car over and, you know, beep their horn, you've got to stop giving kids ribbons, right? <laughs> you give ribbons for first, second and third. 
if you give ribbons to the kid that comes last, he knows or she knows they don't deserve it, which then devalues the ribbon the kid gets for winning. And it, it, it sets in place a chain of events where the expectations of kids now come into my office and go, I want a Mercedes. I need a $1.5 million house and I deserve it because I've been told through my entire education I'm amazing. Well, some of those kids may be amazing, but the vast majority aren't going to be amazing. They're just going to be normal kids. But that expectation then leaks into the community, right? So they then finish education, get a job, and still have that belief system that they are amazing and they deserve something. So they go out and buy a $1.5 million house as their first home, geared to the eyeballs. So I think the best thing parents can do is have those realistic conversations with the kids around the value of time, the value of compounding. Some strategies to, to then consider is think about ways you can engage with them with the device that they have glued in their hand 23 hours a day, which is their mobile phone. So embrace technology. I think that's a really good way for mums and dads to connect with kids. Find ways, show them an app, help them, give them some incentive. If, if you save this much, I'll match this. If you put this in place, you know, have that repetitious behaviour because the best thing kids can do is start early with a little something. They don't have to go bananas and, and, and have massive portfolios straight away. Just help them by setting up maybe one or two ETFs that are diversified. You can get a Vanguard balance fund or something like that, reinvest the dividends into more units and then take part of their money and put it into it or reward them. If you save this, I'll match it. You know, my dad was always a big advocate of that. Yeah. You do this and I'll match it. So then I was engaged in the process because I think giving, you don't give anything to your kids. If you're going to be fortunate enough to help them, you don't give them anything. You loan them, you know, and you formalize that. If you want to give your son money for his house, you want to give your daughter money for her apartment, you don't give them anything. It's not a gift. It's a loan and it's a documented loan because down the road, if somebody falls in and out of love, and assets get sold and separated, you need to be registered as a creditor to protect your capital. Yes. Um, so, you know, charge the kids rent. The kids might not like it, but it'll instill great behaviours because they need to learn how to budget. They need to look at fixed expenses. And I don't care. I say to a lot of clients, save the rent up. Give it back to them when they move out. You know what I mean? At least the kids got some money there that they've, they've learnt those behaviours. And... They can, they can be repetitious. And, and repetition and time are two very, very valuable components to be able to move into your early 20s or early 30s and having lived at home, been able to save a, a, a really significant amount of money because house prices keep going up and it's getting harder and harder for these younger generations to be able to get into the market. But you've got to look at the behaviours of your kids. You need to teach them you know, the, 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 the basic skill sets that, you know, you can't be out on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night and spend all your pay. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't happen because this, this, this generation of kids want the best of everything, which that's totally fine as long as you're happy to go and earn it. And it's the behaviours that you instill in them in relation to work ethic, savings, investing and giving them general information, which is really, really powerful. Um, and, and I think kids don't realise it at the time, but as you get older, those values that you instil in them, you know, then really sort of shine and, and, and come to light when they actually sort of cotton on that what mum and dad have been saying is really, really powerful. And or oh, whoops, I did this 10 years ago and now I've got 30 grand in the bank. You know, it's, it's, it's a really good position to have kids coming out of the house in.
in the notes that you've prepared today, you've highlighted a particular question. <laughs> and uh, I, can, I can tell you're going to have something to say about this, but the question is, is your child a lion or a gazelle? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I really like this analogy. <laughs> and you, you read it on a page and go, what on earth is he talking about? And I guess this comes down to the attitude and the work ethic that the next generation instill in their children. Um, and what I mean is a gazelle runs from danger, okay? Um, a gazelle runs when it's getting chased and it, it runs fast enough to not get eaten. Now, what I mean by that is if, if you're not hungry and you're just happy doing something and you accept that this is my career path and I'll do the bare minimum, then I'd call you a gazelle. A lion likes the chase. A lion wants to hunt. A lion likes chasing the gazelle down. It likes the process. It likes the spoils. It likes to eat. And it's not the fact that it has to catch everything, but it actually enjoys chasing stuff down. Now, for me, if you want to be self-employed, and that, that's a work ethic that's instilled in you, because um, a lot of young people have all over Instagram, I'm a lion, I'm this, I'm that, and they do 40 hours and say that they're emotionally drained. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants the spoils of victory without, without, without doing the work. And I think that, that analogy for me really stands out because what your kids see becomes the platform for what they then interpret as normal. Hardworking kids generally come from really hardworking parents. Good belief system is instilled in the next generation, so that belief system continues and the behaviours are influenced by what they see, what they hear and what they're taught. Um, so I, I always sort of I look at my kids and, you know, wonder what I'm instilling in them <laughs> and, and the behaviours that they see. Yeah. But, you know, are you a lion or a gazelle? I think it's, mm. it's part of the process. Obviously, it's really important to explain and understand the benefits of hard work, but there's also a reality in life. Sometimes hard work just doesn't pay off. Sometimes Mm. things don't go the way you want Mm. them to go, and that's another thing that's important for kids to understand. Sometimes it all goes wrong, and you need to be able to deal with that. Yeah. Look, in, in my line of work, I said to a lady yesterday, I'm in the business of peace of mind. We just happen to use investments, shares, stocks, managed funds and superannuation to achieve that peace of mind. But ultimately, people come to me for peace of mind. Is it going to be okay and tell me that I'm doing the right things to maximise my opportunities? So that's ultimately the most important thing. And I think, again, those values that, that kids learn that, okay, not everything's going to work. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm not a big advocate of giving everyone a ribbon. It's not okay to lose. Well, it's not okay to lose. It's not the same as winning. So it's important that kids understand that, you know, and, and, and every adage on every YouTube channel and every comment on Facebook is, you know, you get knocked down and get back up. But you need to give kids the tools and the expectations yeah. to be able to deal with that adversity when things like a COVID come along and markets drop 30%. Because yeah. I, I do the same with adults. They have the same fears children do yeah. where they might be, approaching retirement and then worry that they come in my office and say, well, I can't retire now because of the correction of COVID. And 12, 18 months later, they're saying, oh, I had nothing to worry about. But they understood that they went through that process and they learned from their experiences, both good and bad, and use those as tools moving forward to make better and more informed decisions. So I think 
building that resilience in kids and giving everybody a ribbon. I think whilst in theory we want to protect everybody from the bad things, you learn from the bad things. When I was a kid, you fell off the swings, you broke your arm. Okay, you learn not to fall off the swings. Now we wrap the swings in cotton wool and complain that, you know, they don't climb enough. Now they're mm-hmm. obese and, mm-hmm. and, and we run off into another channel of Lord knows what happens. Yeah. So I think the values that you instill in kids about save, you know, use a separate bank account, take money off them, charge them rent, make sure that they've got a little savings plan and reward them if you can. If you can assist them, great. If you can't, wonderful. Give them the opportunity, give them the seed capital and then set up a direct debit so that you can automate things and ensure that over time the value of something is, is, is good. Use Bitcoin, right? And when I say use Bitcoin, use Bitcoin as an example that it's the cool thing at the moment, right? It's hyped, it's pumped, it's everybody's talking about Bitcoin. Use that interest and that leverage in, in investments and then bring it back to a fundamental basis and get them to understand that Bitcoin is just one option in relation to ways to accumulate wealth. Bitcoin's a very dangerous option. But <laughs> well, again, that's, it's, it's like anything. You need to assess the risks that are associated with you. But yeah. a lot of young people, are, they're into it, right? It's got their attention. Oh, yeah. It's the cool thing at the moment. So, And if you bought it that. 10 years ago, you'd be rolling in it now. Well, the long-term advocates <laughs> of, of Bitcoin, you know, say I told you so and you know we might yeah. be having this conversation in 20 years that you know yeah. maybe well, that, that, right. that brings me to an important question though um, if you've got uh, your kids doing the right thing and saving regularly then they will accumulate savings but yeah. then comes the decision about where to invest those savings you know mm. is it smart to buy a bunch of bitcoin and hope for the best or is it smarter to take a different option so mm. what advice do you give your kids in that circumstance I think the, the best thing you could do is try and educate them around risk how do they feel and explain the difference between things going up and things going down and the likelihood of it happening. And like anything, I, I use the analogy on the show regularly. If you're driving at 100 and the, you do 180 in, in a 100 zone and you get pulled over, you can't get upset about the ticket. You really can't. At 100, one, you know, 105, 110, yeah, okay, you're a bit unlucky. But at 180, you can't talk your way out of a ticket and you can't get upset that the fine's $2,000. I think you need to instill that in, in kids that, like you said, not everything's going to work. Yeah. And if they understand what they're taking on, that's, that's why we diversify. And those principles that I instill in clients of mine that might be 40 to 70 um, are the same principles you instill in kids at a much younger age. A little bit of everything's not bad. McDonald's won't kill you. Morning, night and, and, and evening for 30 years, that might. Mm-hmm. So. Get them into different things. You know, find different things that you can use. It's very easy to access an ETF. Buy some managed funds. Maybe buy some some listed shares and reinvest the dividends through a dividend reinvestment plan. Just look at different ways to be able to take half of their net savings and yeah. get it doing something. Traditionally, when young people have been starting out, the the dream has been get a job, save some money, get a deposit, buy a house. And that's 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 great. That's fantastic. But a bit it's more very tricky hard. these days. Well, though. and that's it. It's very hard for kids to save quickly enough without the benefit of investing part of what they're doing to yeah. try and accelerate that wealth to be able to get enough to meet a minimum deposit to have a house. And that's why I say charge the kids rent. Teach them about paying bills. Teach them about managing their cash flow. Teach them about commitments and give them back the money when they move out. That's totally cool. But teach them those behaviours. Giving it to them doesn't teach them anything. It just gives them a sense of entitlement. And those that are lucky enough to have a wonderful entitlement, that's great. But it won't change their behaviour as they get older. And there'll be the same people that come into me at 50 and say, um, this super thing, should, should I be looking at that? Which, 
you know, is the whole reason we're here talking about this stuff to make people aware of different options. Indeed. I'm with Luke Smith from Envision Financial today. We're talking about how to help out our youngsters uh, as they're finding their way with their finances. And, of course, we're talking about when they're still teenagers at home and also when they're young adults uh, mm. finding their way in the world, starting their first job, saving up for a house, that sort of thing. So, Luke, what are the key points for the younger generation to remember? Yeah, look, I think as, as parents... Um, get them to understand the, the, the value of a good work ethic. You know what I mean? Um, I think there's a challenge that, that what they're instilled in them through school and their general belief system could be questioned. I think if kids have a great work ethic and understand the value of working hard, you know, you've, you've really provided a wonderful role model, a wonderful environment for kids to see that, you know, it does pay off. And Mum and Dad have nice stuff because they do work hard. And, you know, if not everything's going to work, as you said before the ad break. And they need to understand that it's all right to fail. It's all right to have a go, but if you never have a go, then you'll never find out if it was meant to be. And yeah, as, as they say in the classic movies, it's not how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get well, back up. And again, it's, it, we're still talking about it 30, 40 years later, right? Mm. Because it's, it's, it's still relevant. And I think that resilience comment that we made earlier before the ad break is, is important, is instill that resilience in them. And, and that's financial resilience, you know what I mean? You're going to have things happen that eat up your savings. A car's going to blow up. A hot water machine is going to blow up. You've got to pay bond when you move out if you're going to rent something. Understand that. you know. But if you've got those good behaviours instilled in you, you can save and rebuild and, and continue to do stuff. So it's about making sure they understand the value of time, make sure they're aware of their spending, get them to maybe save a portion of what they earn into an account that is not linked to their bank account. I'd use technology, you know, things like RAISE, R-A-I-Z. It rounds all your transactions on a credit card or a bank account. Great way to have a little savings plan you don't even have to think about. Over time, you look at it and, oh, whoops, where did 10 grand come from? So use technology. The, the younger generation are right into it, so make the most of it. Um, charge the kids some rent. Yes, they're not going to like it, but they're going to understand the importance of budgeting, having some money there and having a commitment that they're going to have to leap into a much um, more expensive commitment when you leave home because you don't have to charge them full freight, but it's the behaviour of paying something and understanding what they're getting for it that I think puts them in a good position to be able to then ultimately get them out of home, right? Every client I speak to is, I can't <laughs> wait for them to get out of the house. Well, give them the tools to get out of the house and they might leave sooner. Well, um, th these days they don't go until after they're 30, do they? <laughs> well, I think, yeah, 35 is the new 18. But anyway. Yep. Um, yeah, but, you know, they'd be the big things. I'd have, have, a, have a crack. Don't be scared to fail. Save what you can. Mm. Be active about your decisions. Understand the value of time and have a wonderful work ethic. And I think you'll, you'll put your kids in a great position. To so, Luke, where can listeners get more information? 6260-4749. Um, we've got Envision Financial. That's Envision with an E. Envisionfinancial.com.au. It's the website. We've got the Knowledge Centre and a, a raft of tools there that the kids can look at. We've got the podcast. You know, Show it to them on YouTube. They can watch it on their phones, iTunes and Spotify. Um, and if there's a topic people want us to cover off, let us know. But, you know, we've got some spots, I think, available in March at the moment. So, you know, get something in the diary and we can have a chat next year. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, yeah, the end of the year is rapidly approaching. Mm. Luke, thanks very much and we'll catch right. you again next Friday See you afternoon. Next Friday. Beautiful.